0: Hello, it's Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, this is another bonus episode. I th- believe it's bonus episode number five. And what you're going to hear is a show that's just from last spring. Uh, May 14, 2016, is when this was originally posted onto uh, uh, Z Talk Radio. At ztalkradio.com, uh, it's Dimland Radio, in case I didn't say that. Uh, I go, let's see, in this particular show, you're going to hear me talk about, um, well, let's see, I think I'm going to ruin, <laughs> I'm going to ruin my uh, um, uh, my wonderful, uh, from the week before, seeing the Who for the, uh, the fourth time. Uh, I'm going to, I talked about how awesome they were, and of course they were, Uh, But then the following week, something about that concert had me wondering. There was uh, something that Roger Daltrey was able to do at 70 years old, however old he was last year, 71, 72, somewhere around there. Uh, And and so my skepticism was, uh, well, it pooped my own party. That's how I put it in the show notes anyway. Uh, I also talk about Alex Jones being on ZTalk Radio. It started sometime last spring, and uh, I talked to, to the uh, the owner of the station about whether or not I can uh, take the piss out of <laughs> out of Alex Jones since he's a show a, a fellow show fellow host on ZTalk Radio. Well, he's syndicated, so it's It's not like it's an actual host. It's not like somebody that's in the Z-Talk radio family. So he said, go ahead. Um, I have an ARG, a Dimland Radio ARG. Uh, You'll hear about it when you you listen to it. And then I do have a pedantic moment that has to do with uh, comic books. There's a couple of movies I recommend. And I think I do just a bit of compare and contrast between the two of them. So, with no further delay... Let's uh, get into it. This is uh, Dimland Radio from May 14, 2016. This is your bonus episode. I hope you enjoy it. Let's see. Press the button. There we go. This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio its affiliates or sponsors. Wow. It's, it's dark. Well, let's have you some light on wait, the wait. subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play Doctor Online and. Oh, oh goodness me. Goodness gracious. I'm telling you. Being a skeptic sometimes, you know, it, there's a hazard to it. I mean, you, you tend to poop parties. You know, you get people standing around talking about something like saying, "Oh, did you hear that 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 uh Eric Clapton was asked once uh, what it 's like to be the greatest guitarist in the world and he answered i don 't know you better ask Prince did you hear that and then the skeptic stands, No, actually well no that that no that did didn 't happen it's uh it's just one of those things going around the internet and it was said about Hendrix that somebody went up to him and said, what's it like being the greatest guitarist in the world? And he says, I don't know, you'd have to ask Rory Gallagher. I don't even know who Rory Gallagher is, but apparently he's a good guitarist. It's not true. Snopes.com tracked it down. It's it's not true. It's just one of those things that goes around. So, you know, as a skeptic, you do that, and they kind of go, oh, thanks. Or they're going on about... Yeah, and, and, you know, and you know that... Uh, homeopathy doesn't work or chiropractic isn't uh, isn't very mm, eh, yeah probably doesn't work and you know or and they're talking about a green tea diet stuff and and skeptics who pay attention to this kind of stuff will be there with information saying eh, you know and and even if they don't know even if they don't have the specific information about whatever the claim is that the person's making They have a a little bit of a red flag system, a skeptic does. They say, I don't know about that. That doesn't seem right to me. They have that kind of reaction. It's not, oh boy, really? They're more like a raised eyebrow. Really? (laughs) That's more that reaction. It's not... So, and sometimes you do it to yourself as a skeptic. You find yourself... Scratching your head and wondering, boy, I hope this isn't, you know, I hope what I'm thinking, I, hmm, is this, hmm, you know, you find yourself questioning yourself, which is a good thing to do, uh, you know, periodically. Now, as you recall, last week, if you were listening, I spent the entire show talking about The Who, inspired by the concert that I'd seen with, my wife and I had seen on uh, Sunday, May 1st. Uh, we'd seen this you know, wonderful show by The by the Who. Yeah, they're getting up there. <laughs> uh, Roger's 72 years old and Pete is seventies, darn near 71. He'll be turning eh, on the 19th, whenever that is. He'll be turning 71. And I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the show last week, but I was able to find the entire vi- concert on video. I must have mentioned it. I think I did, but the entire concert on video um, that somebody took at the show, at that particular that concert, that one right there that Amy and I were at, right there, took the took the you know it's a little shaky, uh, it's it's that the video isn't the best quality and the audio isn't the best qu- quality, but it's kind of cool. It reminds me of what I saw. You know, it's not just all stuck in the memory. I can access this on YouTube. And uh, I wrote a review of the show. I wrote two, actually. One a little longer than the other. I shortened the second one and sent that on to the Stuck in the Eighties blog. And I think I, I think I linked to all that stuff in the show notes for last week. And and uh, in there, I mentioned that there was a criticism of of the tour, mainly being. Uh, Roger Daltrey's vocals. He's the lead singer for the band, and they talked about how it didn't have quite the range it used to have, and I I defended him, saying, you know, you you do the kind of singing that Roger Daltrey's done for the better part of 50 years, and let's see what your voice sounds like. Yeah. And uh, I thought it sounded pretty good, all things considered, and I thought it sounded better than when Amy and I saw them back in 2002, And, okay, but if you recall in the show last week, I did a little aside. I kind of leaned into the microphone and I said, you know, when they got to the song, Won't Get Fooled Again, which is their big anthem song, you know it. If you know the Who, you know that song. Their big anthem, Won't Get Fooled Again. And And the song is something like eight and a half minutes long. It's great. It's got this great synthesizer bit in there, you know, throughout the whole thing, you know, kind of starts with it, but it's it's throughout the whole song, it's underneath, and then there's a section at the toward the end where it just goes to the synthesizer sound. And it's not a it's not a loop that Pete kind of did. He's actually playing the notes that you hear. That's Pete playing them when you hear the recording. And and when these guys play in concert, the Who that is, and since since they put out that album uh there'll either be a tape or a digital recording now I suppose that plays that synthesizer bit because you know to expect somebody to reproduce that synthesizer bit on stage every concert is just not you know, it's not it's not likely so they use tapes and that's why when you're when you're uh you if you've seen the who a few times in concert and I have if you've seen them uh <clears throat> You know when won't get fooled again is gonna play because there's a there's a pump, pump, pump sound. It's it's a I I don't know if that's on the on the tape or if the drummer does that it's, it's I think it's on the tape. And it's just kind of counting the guys in. So it goes thump, 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 and then then they you know they hit the power chords and they the drums and all that it's the kick off the song. So you know that's gonna happen. I've seen them in the in fact When I saw them just that Sunday, they played "Baba O'Reilly, and then that's... And then, pom, 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 and then, poom, they kick into that song. All right. So, the band using backing tapes is something they've done, and I talked about how, you know, when they were... When John Entwistle was alive, and and Keith Moon was alive, and the the four of them would play, and it would be just the four of them, they would go out there and make all that noise... That they would make if you listen to their stuff from back then, and it really sounds impressively big when it's just three instruments and a voice. Okay, I'm, I know I'm covering some of the stuff I covered last week, but I'm building up to something, <clears throat> and I got to pad this out. You know, it's not easy to get these things an hour long. You know. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so they it, when they released the album, uh, well, when Who's Next came out. And then when they released Quadrophenia, they had to, when they would play these songs from, from those, at least some of them, they would have to have some backing tracks. You know, like I was just saying, with Won't Fooled Again and Bob O'Reilly, you can't expect a keyboardist to be able to match that. And they did the same thing with Quadrophenia when they put that out in 1973, and they toured after that. And I guess there was lots of trouble with the tape on that on that tour, they had a hard time. They, lots of shows got kind of messed up because the tape didn't quite work right or something. But anyway, so it became something that a member of the Who audience would would accept. This is going to happen. They're going to have that happen. Even though when we saw them this last time, they had eight musicians on the stage, but they still would have to do certain things. they Would have to play a, a tape, a recording. Of, of something, because it just, it wasn't, you know, again, you're not going to get that synthesizer sound. Um, and they want to get it right. Okay, so if you remember, I was talking about Daltrey's voice, and the criticism there was, and in the review I wrote, I said, uh, uh, when they're singing Won't Get Fooled Again, they get to that part at the end, after, the, after that synthesizer break that's in the song. And, the, and Keith Moon starts crashing in with the drums, or Zach Starkey in this case, as, as, it, as it is now. Starts crashing in with the drums, and then it gets to a point where <clears throat> Daltrey lets out this, yeah! You know, that kind of a, which I, that's as close as I can get to it. But he, you know he says, yeah, he just lets out this burst of a scream. And it's just its one of the greatest howls, screams, or whatever in rock and roll. It's, I can't think of too many better than that one. And it just its just you, right? So he's 72. He's having some, you know, the vocal range isn't quite the same as it used to be. I talked about how last week when he did Love Rain Over Me, um, he had to kind of change how he ended the song. That's fine. The audience was fine with that. Hey, you know, we understand. But with a song like "Won't Get Fooled Again," you know, a song that anthemic, that that in our blood, to not have that "yeah" at the end, it's just yeah, you know, it wouldn't seem right. You know, it just, ugh, it just wouldn't quite work, especially when they want to try and, you know, be as faithful to the albums they can be. Uh, with it, I'm oh, sure. They they might have make that that synthesizer loop or n- no tape play longer. They they might extend it a little bit, but so that they can maybe do a little extra stuff going on in there. But uh, you know, it's it's t- it, it, the spontaneity in that song can't be as great as it would be in a song where there's no tape playing because you know, it's just all the inst- the musicians playing and they can play off each other that kind of thing. All right. So as I said last week. He got to that moment. the synthesizer break it comes in, the drums start crashing in and then yeah, you know that thing comes out and it, it 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 was it was jarring because it was so on target. it was so bright, it just wow, he was saving that up. And then the skeptical wheels started turning. If you recall last week I kind of leaned into the mic and I said, I wonder if they sweetened it. You know, meaning maybe they had a recording of, of Roger hitting that. Yeah, just right. Maybe they had that. And, you know, they played it along with him. Or something. You know, maybe maybe they did something to... Just to, just to get it right. Just get it over the top. Just to nail that point. Maybe. I don't know. But the skeptical wheels... They were turning. I couldn't, you know, and, you know, it's my nature. I had to find out. Now, how could I find out? Now, as I said, the whole concert is on a YouTube video. So I watched that, and I paid, I was doing this earlier today. Got to that point, and I kept playing it over and over, that scream. And I kept looking, and I thought, you know, that scream, that, yeah, sounds like a younger Roger Daltrey. It's just sounds like his younger version. It doesn't sound like that voice that we were hearing for the rest of the show. You know, all the rest of the show. A little huskier, a little smokier voice. Not that he smoked you know, he quit smoking a long time ago and he's allergic to smoke and he doesn't want people smoking around him. But I mean, you know what I mean? That huskier kind of voice. And but that scream. It's like, ah, the wheels kept turning. And I watched that over and over, and I listened to it, and listened to it. Yeah, it doesn't sound, yeah, but I can't, looking at him, you know, the microphone's kind of in front of his face, and it doesn't, it's hard to say, but, you know, his mouth doesn't quite, or his head doesn't quite move like I would expect it to if he's letting out that howl, you know, if that, just, but still, that's not, I don't know, I don't know if that's enough. That's like, I, I maybe he did it, maybe he saved it up, maybe. Ah, but the wheels, the skeptical wheels, kept turning. And if you know YouTube at all, which why wouldn't you, there's a, you know, you go to your video that you're watching and then there's there's comments below the video and off to the other side of the screen is a whole bunch of other videos that, you know, thumbnails for videos that you can click on, related videos, uh, some of them very related and some of them weirdly related and some of them you can't even tell how did that relate to this. I don't know. But uh, there were other live bits of concerts of the Who, and there was one uh, of "Won't Get Fooled Again," and that was from uh, Glastonbury, which is somewhere in the UK. I don't know exactly where, but they have a festival, music festival, Glastonbury Festival, and it's a th- four-day event or something like that. And the Who were the headliners, or the you know, yeah, you know, of the last day of the event and this and that event took place in June late June 2015 2015 so that's almost a year prior to when Amy and I saw them it's like two months short of a year and I thought huh that's won't get fooled again they're playing live I'm gonna check this one out now the The difference between the two videos was the one of the concert that I saw was just somebody holding on to their device and just doing the best they could. The video for that Glastonbury show was professionally done, so you have multiple camera angles you have got, you know, professional photographers doing it. You don't have people walking in front of the camera. <laughs> you don't have the camera looking up at the ceiling once in a while or looking down at the floor once in a while. You don't have jostling and all that. You have professional cameras and, and good clear video. And I thought, well, let's see what we find out here. So I'm I fast forward the song to that point. Looking for the yeah, looking for that <laughs> to happen. And so I'm getting there. And the you know the drums start kind of bleeding in, crashing in, you know, just kind of getting in there, and you're just and you're, and you know the song, I know the song, and I know it's coming, I know it's coming, and he lets it out, and it is the exact same scream that Amy and I heard in the Target Center two weeks ago, at the exact same scream, and not only that. Because it sounded like I said, it sounded like he was in his thirties or twenties, whatever, hitting that, hitting that screech, hitting that high point of that song. Not only that, the camera was on him. Now he was kind of in silhouette when it starts, and he's you know you know how I don't know if you know this, but Daltrey likes to swing his microphone around, and he's got it kind of he's pulling it in, and it's fairly close up on him, not super close, but kind of a medium close shot and so he's he's drawing the microphone back into his hand. He's just got it back into his hand and he's bringing the microphone to his mouth when the yeah starts. So his his mouth starts to do the the shout as it happens. He's he's on time there, but the microphone and his hand aren't to his mouth on time. But there's no you would think there'd be a little change in audio As that microphone gets closer to his mouth, because he's already started the scream, as he's drawing, you know, before that microphone is right to his mouth, and then, before the scream fades out, he's closing his mouth. He didn't quite nail the lip sync. Ah. Oh, if you've listened to my show long enough, you know how I get kind of, I don't like the idea of lip-syncing in concerts. Uh, I think it's, you know, if you go see Madonna, if you think she's singing, (laughs) i got news for you. You know, especially, you know, a lot of the other, you know, like Beyonce. I'm sure she can sing, but if she's performing and she's doing all the dancing around stuff, sorry, I'm shaking my headphones. If she's doing all that dancing around stuff, she's going to be not you're gonna be able to tell there's gonna be some breathing things that's gonna happen, uh, it's just but no, the vocals are flawless. Yeah, I got news for you. <laughs> you paid your, your, your 150 bucks for that uh, fairly close seat to see Beyonce lip sync. Well, yeah, I suppose you're there to see her dance, but uh, it's up to you. But I have oh I, oh, I don't like that, but. Uh, and here's me rationalizing for the Who because I love them so much. Well, I think I already kind of said it. I mean, the song is is iconic, iconic. It's, if they're going to play it, they want to do it right. You can take the, 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 the end scream in Love Rain Over Me and change that, and the audience isn't going to. They're gonna accept that. They're gonna be okay with it. But if you take, if you're gonna play, "Won't Get Fooled Again," and you're gonna play it straight, they, I've, when they did Quadrophenia, when I saw them back in 1997, they did the Quadrophenia album. They did the entire thing, and then they did an encore, and they did a, a version of "Won't Get Fooled Again." In fact, I didn't quite recognize it when it started, but some of the fans around us were recognizing it and jumping up and going, "Yeah!" And then, oh, okay, that's the song, because they, they felt that in an encore and. Let's do it, and let's, let's just change it up a little bit. And I've seen Townsend perform it, and he changes it up. But, you know, he's doing it himself. It's not adultery, so he doesn't have to hit the hit the yell at that point. But if they're going to do it that way, they, I guess they have, they have to get it. And I'm sure, you know, just for that, because Roger was singing everything else, and just for that... Yeah! thing, which I can't do and never could, uh, I guess just have to say, okay, all right, I, I I'm going to be okay with it. <laughs> I'm going to survive. Uh, but, and I understand. Yeah, it's, I mean, what did you expect him to do? Yeah, Not do it? He's had to do it. So, all right, that's, that's enough. I, I, I'll ch- I promise. I'll come back after this break and I won't talk about the who anymore. Or at least I... Think I won't. Anyway, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. I will return after this break. For a long time, I felt without style or grace. Wearing shoes with no socks in cold weather. I knew my heart was in the right place. I knew I'd be able to do these things. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. On the go and missing another one of your favorite Z-Talk shows? Now you don't have to simply go to the google play store on your android phone and download the z talk radio app the best part is it's absolutely free that's z talk radio only found in your google play store on your android phone downloaded today don't just take my word for it but you are listening to dimland radio on z talk radio network network hey this is danny potts from the kentucky ghost chasers and you're listening to z talk radio Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. <clears throat> uh, you know, I should make those breaks last longer, shouldn't I? <laughs> so that I can, you know, like, I don't know, maybe a, a 12 minute break. <laughs> what am I, Art Bell? <laughs> I, I can remember attempting to listen to Art Bell. It wasn't ever really easy because. If you if you tune in at the top of the hour, that means if it's if the show starts at one o'clock in the morning, you tune in at one o'clock. That's the top of the hour. The bottom of the hour is when it's one thirty or or so so on, you know. And you tune in, and you know, talk radio in those days, uh, the show would start at you know, five minutes after the top of the hour, because in that five minutes there'd be a news report some. National and local news, maybe or weather update, whatever, and and then the show would start. That's that's how the locals did. You'd hear the theme and and maybe there's an introduction, maybe not. Maybe it's just the, the you hear the theme and that plays for a little bit, and then the host starts talking and and on with the show, right? And you know, so, I mean, when I do mine my, my little thing here, uh. I, you wait about a minute before I start talking. I think that's about it. not maybe not even that. Uh, because I don't want you waiting forever. Because I know you're just champing at the bit to hit hear me. I just or chomping, champing. Just you just oh, gotta hear Dim. What has he got to say this week? Gotta hear him. I just no. I just I've heard other Z Talk shows that aren't on anymore that take forever to start have this. Everybody's so happy with their effects and recording equipment, and they come up with stuff for the beginning, and and they take forever. This is okay. Time to start the show. You've been starting it for two minutes now. <laughs> that, that that's I mean, that's their show. Their choice. They can do what they want. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, far be it for me to to rip on any of the local, uh, you know, Z Talk shows. I, I'm not. You know, come on. No, no. <laughs> um, part of the way, reason I avoid ripping on the uh, what I hear on other Z talk shows is I just don't listen to them, <laughs> unless I listen to, uh, you know, people feeding their cats to the coyotes. Anyway, <clears throat> the Art Bell thing, you know, it like, like a normal show, local show on the talk radio station would start. Five after one or whatever. His would kind of start. There'd be a theme, and it's Art Bell coming up tonight, and then he'd go through commercials and commer- more commercials, and then he'd come on and he'd start. He'd talk about what he's going to talk on the show, and then he'd start doing a live read commercial thing. And it says, "When are you going to?" It's now getting to be about quarter after and twenty after. When are you going to start? When you you said you're going to have a guest? When? Oh, that would that drove me nuts. I said, dude, "I." I have a friend of mine, Scott Roberts. He's been on Art Bell's show. (laughs) And, well, I'm not sure if it was Art Bell hosting it or George Norrie, the coast to coast thing. I'm not, you know, whatever. But he's been on it. And he'd listen to it. I said, when when do you tune in to listen to it? Because when I tune in to listen to it, it's always in commercials. It's insane. (sighs) Anyway. But as I was saying, far be it from me to be critical of any of the Talk radio shows. Um, you know, I, I think that even though you know I'm a skeptic, I'm Ztalk's resident skeptic, I, I need a bit better evidence than what I hear presented on the shows that I do listen to or have listened to or the segments I catch every now and then. I need a little bit better evidence than just their say-so. Um, I mean, they're they're paranormal or supernatural or pseudo uh, scientific or conspiratorial viewpoints. I'm sure they're all honest about them. They 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 believe in them. Uh, from what I can tell, I don't I don't hint I don't get a hint, and I say this fairly frequently on this show that you know I don't think there any of them are putting anything on anybody. That they really do believe. If they believe they're psychic, they really do believe they are. Uh, if they believe, you know, if they're ghost hunters, they really do believe that there are ghosts. Uh, same with bigfoot hunters, or or if they're if they they, they think that there's a a, a zero en- and zero point energy machine or whatever is you know a free energy machine, uh, a, a perpetual motion machine or whatever. If they really think this guy on the internet has one and 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 can defy the laws of physics they 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 really do think that i believe they really think that but i have uh you know i have a higher threshold i guess for evidence and skeptic and not just me but skeptics we tend we we have a higher we need the evidence to be much better than uh somebody said so or a, a video that could be tricked tricked out on on youtube you know it's it's, it's there's there's a fellow out there who calls himself Captain Disillusion and he does a series of videos where he looks at viral videos that have used a little bit of trickery something in there and he shows a likely way that the trickery was done he explains what the you know what's most likely what's going on there um, so you should check him out on YouTube Captain Disillusion but as I said the Z talk people I, I think that they they believe what they're talking about, and they're earnest and they're honest. And they're not, and they're not stupid. You know, they just—they're just, they're just delusional, <laughs> which is, I know uh, they wouldn't be happy to hear that either. No, I, they just—they believe what they believe. They—I think that there's certain cognitive errors taking place, and you know, some uh, some people are more prone to this kind of thinking than others. I. You know, I used to believe in ghosts. I used to think they existed. I used to think Bigfoot existed. Bigfoot might, ghosts might exist, but it's thus far there's no really good reason to uh, uh, to think that they do, um, or to to believe that they do. It's it's you know it's like show me some good evidence, and thus far, no good evidence has come forward. But that said, about the show hosts on this station, (coughs) I found out the other day that Talk is now carrying (coughs) the king conspiracy nut of the world, Alex Jones. Uh, In my opinion, and I'm a layperson, I don't know, but in my opinion, he's nuts. I think he's sincere about his nutty ideas, but I, I, he's, I, there isn't any mass shooting that takes place in this country, which it's been a while since there's been one. We probably do for one. Uh, And that's, it's sad, but they seem to happen way too frequently. But still, even, even with the, with the idea that they seem to be happening a lot, it's still statistically very rare. It's just you know it should be zero, but it's it's not. But Alex Jones thinks that Sandy Hook, uh, Aurora, Colorado, any, you know any of these any places that had a mass shooting, uh, that church in South Carolina or North Carolina, I don't remember which, wherever that church was. Where the shooter went in there, and he felt he told the people that he was going to shoot that he really felt bad about shooting them because, or because they were so nice, but you know he had to do it. I I don't know why. I'm glad I'm not nuts. Um, Not that kind of you know sick. Um, Alex Jones thinks that it's all. It 's all a false flag. it's false flags, false flags everywhere, false flags, and that false flag is the shadow government, the, the people that are really running everything. they do these these things in order to you know they, they make these uh, events take place, or they make it seem like it took place because sometimes they're actors that are part of this, and you, you can see the same people in one one mass shooting uh, aftermath, and then you see another mass shooting aftermath, and you see the same people. See? It's, uh, they're actors. You play this, which is just... You no, know, it's not the same people. They might... You know, okay, it's a woman with long black hair. Wow! <laughs> it doesn't make it the same woman. It, it, it's you know, it, they look for anomalies, they look for something that doesn't seem to fit, and when they find that, that that's their evidence that something terrible is something nefarious is going underneath. It's not some somebody went off their meds and went nuts and started shooting people because they want to, because they, the, uh, the the secret shadow government, whoever's running everything, they want to come and take your guns. That's what they want, or whatever they want they want the, they want the one world government. They want to rule everything, (laughs) you know. And yeah, I think I've mentioned it before. This 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 idea, conspiracy idea, probably goes back. You know, the guys that were working on the pyramids were probably thinking, you know, the pharaoh really doesn't run everything. It's really a cabal of whatever. You know, it's you know, it's yeah. You know, when that uh, that priest got killed over there, well, that was a false flag because uh, it's just. I'm sure they they would. Somebody was thinking that way back then. So Alex Jones is on Talk now. And I, I thought, oh, come on. <laughs> and I think it was like a three-hour show, I, which I, I, I tell you, I don't know how else, I, I have a hard enough time for this one hour a week. What am I going to talk about? How am I going to get it together? Am I going to have enough to say? And, and, and I have a hard enough time doing that. People who can do this every day... Holy crap! And even if they are nuts, like Alex Jones, maybe that helps. But uh, so I saw that he's on, and um, I thought, well, I, I know the the kind of the the rule of Z Talk. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about other hosts and you're gonna question what they're talking about, you have to you know you have to have them at least be able to respond or know about it and maybe have him on the show, that kind of thing. You need to do that. And, and that's for the ones that are exclusively like Z-Talk. Now, Alex Jones is sort of different because it's just his, it's like we're picking up his syndicated show. Sort of like uh, when Paul Harvey was on doing his, you know, the rest of the story and his little news bits with Paul Harvey uh, when he was doing his thing. Or Rush Limbaugh does his thing or whatever. And it's, so it's, yeah, Alex Jones maybe not even probably doesn't maybe doesn't even know that he's is on Z Talk Radio, and I'm sure as hell he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> he has no idea exists. Yeah, you know, my two listeners know, but yeah, but uh, <clears throat> I sent a message to Scotty Rorick, who is the owner of Z Talk Radio, and I said, uh, I uh, I see that Alex Jones is on the uh, on the show on the air now. He's on the Z Talk. And uh, I've sent him this message through Facebook. I said, uh, you know, I have talked shit about this guy, and I intend to continue. I <laughs> uh, hope that's okay. And uh, he did send me a message back saying, go for it, go ahead, <laughs> no problem. So, okay, all He's right. He's, he's got uh, Alex Jones has uh, a couple of websites. One's called PrisonPlanet.com and another one is InfoWars dot com and it's all conspiracy theory stuff. It's all about how they are gonna run us and the one world, you know, new world order, all this chemtrails are controlling us and Harp or whatever no, was it the uh, that uh, that atmospheric testing thing up there in Alaska that oh that's controlling the weather and it's causing earthquakes and it's doing all this you know it's just whatever nutty crazy thing they can come up with that has no evidence to it that can indicate that uh, there's some shadow government some nefarious group of people that are trying to rule us all you know that's that's what it's, he's, that's what it's about and it's also about selling products. Oh, he's got lots of products he can sell you. He's got movies that he's made or been in. He's got books, I suppose. He's got he's got he's got brain boosting supplements. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, boost your brain. Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently it's not working if he's taking it. So he's got stuff he can sell you. I think I told you about that when uh, Prince he had this video clip where he had Prince talking about chemtrails, and. Uh, and the video was like a five minute long video, but it seemed like it was wrapping up with the I don't know, minute to go. Well, that minute was an advertisement for some brain supplements, so I gotta get an ad in. Of course I stopped watching it at that point. <clears throat> anyway, I'll you know, I'll talk crap about Alex Jones when it comes up. You know, when when there is time to do so. Uh, to everything, there's a season. And sometimes there's a season to talk crap about, you know, conspiracy nuts like Mr. Alex Jones. And sometimes it's time to take a break. Hey, I made it to another one. Another break. Um, you listen to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'll return after this, this brief break. <coughs> You're listening to z talk Radio Network. This is Meryl Streep. There's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can. Colorectal cancer. It's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., but it is almost entirely preventable. Screening finds polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. If you're over 50, get screened for colorectal cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Okay, I have something here. It's it's an EVP. I'm telling you, it's really something. Um, I need to call it up. I gotta tell you, this is, uh, really shaking me. I need to play it for you. And, uh, well, I won't, uh, I won't prejudice your mind as to what you're gonna hear. I won't prime the pump. Just have a listen. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? I, I I think that was clear as day. I heard well, I don't understand it, but it's I heard bread trout clear as day. Ooh, creepy. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. Your assignment is to listen to the buzz. On Monday nights from eight to ten PM Central on ZTalkRadio.com. This message will self-destruct. Station identification. You're listening to ZTalk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ZTalkRadio.com. Dimland Radio here on the Z Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons, and I've got, I'm going to put my headphones on so I can hear this. I've got one of these. Are you going to play, for Pete's sake, play? That's right. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to play it one more time. Yes, I have a Dimland ARG. This is something that happens fairly frequently, a little too damn frequently. Uh, It's part of the, what I'll call the, I'm the only person on the planet syndrome. Uh, There are people that suffer from this syndrome. Uh, They believe they are the, they act as though they believe they are the only person on the planet. Uh, Walking on the sidewalk and not moving over when you come by, Uh, (laughs) um, pushing their cart in the grocery store down the wrong side of the aisle. What side of the street do you drive your car? That's the same side you push your cart. And if you're going to get something that's on the other side of the aisle, you park your cart and you walk over to the other side of the aisle. You don't just put the cart in the middle, you know, pull over to that side. You just park like you would do if you were driving on a street. It's just... Ugh. You know, and they're the same people that will park at gas pumps, but they don't intend on getting gas. They're just going to go into the store and buy an apple, say. Yes, yes, I've had a friend, a good friend, who's done that, and I did take him to task. Didn't stop him. <laughs> but I did. I, I told him. What are you doing? Uh, In fact, I have seen um, uh, gas stations. There was one that has signs up saying words to the effect of, you know, no parking at the pumps for gas uh, for 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 fueling only or something like that. And I wanted to have my friend with me see what that says. These convenience stores provide you with spaces in which to park that are convenient. Parking at the pump is where people go to get gas. And I don't care if nobody's nobody is, is getting gas at the moment when you pull up. It doesn't matter. Park in a space. So there are people who have varying degrees of it. The I'm the only person on the planet syndrome. And <sighs> there's another symptom of that. And that is people who will park their car on a side street and, you know, they're driving home and they park out on the side street out in front of their house or by the side of their house or whatever and they park and they drive along and they pull up and they open the door. <laughs> they, It doesn't matter if there's some car following behind them. They don't look. Just, boom, up, opens the door. Out it comes. And, <clears throat> I've, and, and there's, there's variations on that. there's the person that pulls up and opens the door and leaves it open while they're digging around looking for something. they, don't, they haven't even put a foot out the door yet they're just looking in the glove box or writing something down but they got the door open and it's a side street there's cars parked on either side of the street it gets you know that's here's another you know three feet that you have to move over. Because I want to have my door open. Or they're standing outside the car and they're leaning in, they're grabbing something. And they don't... It, they're, they're completely unconscious of the idea that there's a, there are other cars driving on that road. Um, and then there's the ones that will open their door and they'll go and they'll, they'll, they'll grab something from the front seat you know, and they'll, they'll go into their house and they'll leave the door open. And there's nobody in the car. What, what is that? <laughs> and it's, it is aggravating. <laughs> and the other night, I was driving home, uh, heading down the side street, and I'm a little bit behind a car that's going on ahead of me. We're heading the same direction, and I'm, I'm following, and I'm you know, back a little bit, but I see they're starting to slow down, and they pull over to the curb. I don't think they signaled. You should signal. Just to let somebody know. And, you know, you should signal before you start to brake. Because you'll start slowing down even before you start to brake. If you signal as you start to slow down and then before you brake, the person behind you will realize, oh, this person's slowing down for a reason. And the signal comes on. You know, and you should signal your turn. If you're, if you're driving and you're approaching a turn lane, like a left turn lane, and, and you, know, you should signal before you turn into the left hand you know, left turn lane. Once you're in the left turn lane, we know you're gonna turn, because you're in the turn lane. You're supposed to let us know what you're gonna be doing before you do it. You know, you're gonna go into that turn lane. It'd be nice if you put the signal on to tell us, the guy behind you, I'm gonna be slowing down because I'm getting into this turn lane. So here's my signal. Anyway. I'm following behind this person. They pull over to the curb, and I'm anticipating the door swinging open. And I'm hanging back. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm going slower than I would normally go because the door. Oh, it flies open, and then you drive by, and you know, to yell you and sometimes I do. That's a good way to lose a door, or a leg, or your life if somebody's you know heading down that side street pretty pretty fast, which they shouldn't be, and I don't, but if somebody is, and they're not paying attention, or if it's dark, and maybe you don't have the, you know, there's supposed to be a little light on the inside of your door as you open it, and that lights up so that, you know, a little safety feature, or a reflective kind of thing on there. Nevertheless, don't do that. Jeez, it drives me nuts. You do that, you're gonna get one of these. From me, and you might even lose a door. (sighs) Okay, so yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, uh, I got one of these. It's time for another Dinland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, I'll tell you what they got wrong this time. Now, this is an old error. This is a pedantic moment that goes back 40 plus years. But I spotted this the other day, <clears throat> and uh, I thought I'd, I'd bring it up. Uh, I do comic book stuff. You know, I work for a comic book store, and you know, so I'm, I'm a comic book geek. So I'm going to be. This is going to be a pedantic moment that has a uh, plenty of geekery in it. And uh, there's, there's a character that came out in Marvel Comics. It was a female superhero uh, named the Cat. And for some reason, I remember at some point she was called the Hellcat, but my research that I did just before the show didn't show that, so that could be a false memory that I have. Anyway, she was known as the Cat. And she f- was first introduced into comic book dumb uh, in 1972. So that's, that's a ways back there. And... Um, She was just, she was kind of uh, a Catwoman, kind of a, you know, like Marvel's version of Catwoman a little bit. And uh, uh, she wasn't as interesting that way. She had her own title briefly, and they, Marvel decided to change her up after she existed for a couple of years. They, they decided to change her up by uh, uh, having her turned into uh, a human cat hybrid. Kind of thing. And uh, she, she... So she would, have, she would have fur, and she'd have uh, tiger stripes, or tigerish stripes, and she went by the name Tigra. Okay? So you're with me so far? It's <laughs> nothing... Now, uh, this is comic book stuff, so, yeah, well, what's... Where's Dim going on this to be pedantic? Well, I was uh, cataloging some comic books, and uh, came up with... Uh, Uh, There's a title that Marvel Comics put out briefly called Marvel Chillers Featuring, and there'd be some character that they would feature for a few issues, and then they'd go on to a different character. So, So Marvel had a a bunch of titles like that It'd be Marvel uh Marvel Premiere or Marvel Presents or Marvel Spotlight on or Marvel Team Up Marvel 2 in 1 it was, a, it was a, so the the section in the comic book store in the Marvel comics the M section is really big cuz there's a lot of Marvel something Marvel something so Marvel Chillers was a briefly produced cari- uh, comic book and for about 4 issues or so in that, they, they they focused on this character Tigra, who used to be the cat. She's now Tigra. She's part human, part cat. All right, and uh, and and that's okay. So that's that's cool, yeah, interesting. But if you and I'll I'll share a uh, a, a picture of the cover of the uh, comic book that I have of Marvel Chillers. I have issue number six. That's in my collection. And it's, it says, Marvel Chillers featuring Tigra the Werewoman. I'll say it again. Featuring Tigra the Werewoman. Anyone know what's, uh, why I'm pedantic about that? Anybody know what's, uh, what's wrong in that little title there? It's not the featuring or the tiger or the the werewoman Their woman, no, no, no. Uh, <clears throat> does any anybody anybody anybody? How about you, Dan? You got no, no. Okay. The word, you know, it's it's playing. It's a playing on the on the word werewolf, right? So what's what's a werewolf? Well, the werewolf is a is a man that becomes a wolf. Well, it could be a woman that becomes a wolf, but it's a human. That kind of becomes a wolf or human-wolf hybrid kind of thing, you know. So, were, the, the, the prefix to the word werewolf, and in this werewoman, the prefix were, or were, or we but it's w-e-r-e, is Old English for man. So Tigra the werewoman translates to Tigra the manwoman. Perhaps she's the first trans superhero. But I don't think so. I think somebody goofed. <laughs> she's a wearer woman. <laughs> so, anyway, that's 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 my pedantic moment for tonight. Let's see, I have a few minutes, a couple minutes, a couple minutes. Not long. A couple minutes. Uh... I was great. I I want. I just watched the movie, uh, the Bridge of uh, Bridge of Spies, which is uh, a Steven Spielberg directed film, written by the Cohen Brothers, or at least co-written by them. And it stars Tom Hanks, and it's it's a historical drama. That's I know the events are. Uh, Tom Hanks plays a guy, uh, a lawyer who defended a Russian spy, and then after defending that Russian spy he's he's tapped to negotiate the return of Gary Powers an american spy uh, well a pilot that was flying the, that youtube the real high altitude plane that taking pictures of russia and he got shot down and they were holding him and and i didn't know this part about it there was a student an american student over there in in uh, east germany being held by the east germans Gary Powers being held by the soviets you know so and Hank's character is sent over there to negotiate bringing back Gary Powers. So we'll trade it for this one Russian spy that we have. We'll trade it for your guy. And, and uh, Hank's character says, no, I want both, or no deal. I want both the, the kid that you took and Gary Powers. I want them both. Now, I know history. I know how that ended. Now, let's compare this to another movie that's a historical drama. Argo, which came out a little bit, a bit ago. That one was directed by Ben Affleck now that's about a number of uh american americans that uh, uh were in iran when the a- a- american embassy was taken over by the by uh, that iranian revolution led by the ayatollah Khomeini and the, the hostages were held for over a year well these few were in the 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 canadians Helped hide these this group. They got out of there and they were hiding, and they had to work their way out of out of Iran. By by uh, this this plot was was uh, was devised that we'd be making a movie. Ben Affleck was playing this guy that was making a movie, and they wanted to do some scouting, and they had they had this whole story, and they were going to get these people out of the country by kind of. We're going back to Canada, but we'll be back for the movie. And are the people that were. And all right so and I know what happens there. I know these are historical events. We know what happens and that can be a real tough thing to to do in film to get you uh, to, to the edge of your seat thinking is, are they going to pull this off? are they going to make is this going to happen? And Argo does that beautifully. I mean you you're just... You know, it's, they take some liberties of what actually happened in history, but but not with the result. So even though I knew the result, you know, Amy and I were watching it, and we were just like, come on, come on, come on. You know, we knew what the result was going to be, but we were still caught up in the drama. Now, of Spies, made by a really good director and written by really good filmmakers and acted by really good people, good actors, and it looked... It, it, it was, it, it, I, I enjoyed the movie, but at no point in the movie did I feel any tension. Nothing. I didn't feel any... Because I knew... I knew what the results were going to be. So, I don't know. I don't know what that says. It, does that mean that Ben Affleck's a better filmmaker than... than uh, Spielberg and the Coen brothers? Probably not. But he's good. and somehow... He managed to draw us in. So, my movie recommendation to you is watch them both and see if see if you agree with me. Watch Argo. Watch Bridge of Spies. Why not a twofer for you this week? Because I haven't been doing movie recommendations lately. Because yeah, I got to talk about the who, and I got to talk about Prince dying, and I got you know. I gotta. Good night, our doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. That's right. That's right. I should say good night. So. Be skeptical. Remember that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, and I'm reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. And I should see you next week. This has been a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. Well, I'm going to hell. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio?